Dude, so <laughs> like like right before I called you uh, to get this rolling, I was yeah. listening to uh, in my own personal music library, Survivor. High on you. you All right. You know that song? I, it sounds super familiar, but I don't. I, I can't, can't stop thinking about you, girl. Yep, I know it. I must be living in a fantasy world. I've searched the whole world over to find a heart so true. Such complete intoxication. I'm high on you. Off key, but <laughs> still so fantastic. Still fantastic. so good. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's going out there. It is. It's getting, that's, that's getting to everybody. That's grocery shopping at, a, at two in the afternoon music. That's what you hear <laughs> when, you're, when you're near the milk. <laughs> Dude, I used to work at a car dealership. And they would play this adult contemporary mix. Oh, yeah, man. And it was just, it was pure Lionel Richie. Oh. And it was pure Elton John. Yes. Like I don't argue enti- with that. Just soft, the softest rock. Right? Just the felt rock. Just Yeah, man. <laughs> just, brushing ag- just brushing against your skin. Oh, yeah. Loving you. Dude, letting, you know t- that, letting you know that buying a Toyota is going to be the best <laughs> decision you can you've ever made <laughs> oh yeah man dude i worked for a grocery store it was like you know soft rock you know like poco and oh, ambrosia yeah. you know summer breeze makes me feel fine blowing through the jasmine of my mind <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> yeah summer breeze makes me feel fine <laughs> Yes, I'm ca- I, I can't it. help but get into it over here. I'm just, I, yeah, it's some of Give the, me best the lighter. Music. Where's my lighter? Uh, is that lighter music? Uh, it could <laughs> be anything. Could be lighter music. <laughs> <laughs> that just means so that's good. just an approval. That's all uh, the lighter is. It's just yeah. approval. Summer breeze. I think that was. Forget who that was. Seals and Croft, maybe I don't know. Um, but yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, that 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 mellow soft rock. The only, the only song that I really remember out of that, and it, it turned me on to like a lot of music, to be honest, mm-hmm. which is funny because I was all in, it was like all metal all the time for me, like around mm-hmm. that area. And so like I walk in from, you know, my death metal to like getting out of my car and then like going into laughing like children, living like lovers, under rolling the, like th- thunder. Oh, thunder, under <laughs> the covers. <laughs> that's why it's they awesome. call it the blues john that's why they call it the blues <laughs> bum, 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 bum. or uh you know no, another good one is hello <laughs> is it me you're looking for the, the real hello yeah <laughs> hello is it me you're looking for that's all i can really remember i i see it in your eyes I see it in your smile. In your smile. Yeah. Uh, what is that last hello? line? <laughs> <laughs> it's that. It's that song that everyone knows, like drunk at the bar, like it just everyone. The chorus, like everyone just knows the chorus. And that's fucking <laughs> it's good. It's very good. Man. Oh man. Dude, love that's it. what it's about, man. I like, love it's it. Just sometimes you just gotta, you know, you've had a day and you just need to come home and you need some Elton John 
you need some dude i remember around that time too someone handed me an elo cd oh yeah electric light orchestra and i had no idea what i was getting into (laughs) no idea what i was getting into it was in that long like cd box too that cd case Mm -hmm. that they used to come out on yeah we've talked about that in saucy riffs man the old school cd Game, all that wasted cardboard. Oh, yeah, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. <laughs> it was like this box set. And she and this and this gal that I used to work with in a warehouse, and she was just like, dude, you've got, you know, if you're into music, then you need to listen to ELO, Electric Light Orchestra. You need <laughs> to understand. You need to. Here you go. Don't worry about uh, giving it back to me anytime soon. Just get through, <laughs> go through it. Go through the catalog, man. Super fan. <laughs> she was such a super fan. Love it. Love and it. I remember like listening to it and just like. Like at at first, I'm just going, "What the crap is in my CD player right now? What is this? Like, can you give me the hits? It's like, the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do have to with those guys. You gotta, you gotta kind of wade through uh, quite a bit. There's a lot of information in that in that CD yeah. pack, and that's for sure. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, it was you know, it's ELO. So what do you do? <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's good stuff, dude. The Electric Light Orchestra. Evil woman, sweet talking woman. I'm trying to think what else is there. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to do this without cheating. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't bring me down. Don't bring me down. Yeah. And I have to admittedly, since then, I've not like, I've thought about that experience, but I've never really like gone back in and just been like, man, I need to crank up some ELO again. So I should uh, do that this week. I'm going to do that this should. week. You should tomorrow. You know, I think tomorrow on the drive to work, I'm going to, I'm going to crank some, some electric light orchestra. If, if you want to have some fun, listen to the Xanadu uh, soundtrack, which was a movie with. Oh, Olivia I know Newton about Xanadu. Yeah. yeah. Xanadu. Yeah. That's good stuff. We're just taking folks down a really obscure <laughs> music memory lane. It's midnight <laughs> with, the, with the smooth sounds. Of electric light orchestra. <laughs> Good creep. <laughs> it's a ladies' man hour. That's what. They- <laughs> Ooh, it's a lady. <laughs> I'm gonna buy you a fish sandwich. <laughs> yeah, right. I've got my cavassier. <laughs> <laughs> hello. <laughs> oh, hello. It's a lady. Oh, it's a lady. <laughs> It's a lady. <laughs> Tim Meadows. That guy got so much mileage out of that character. It really did. Just like man. unnecessary mileage. <laughs> it was a, I mean, it, that movie was not good in any stretch of the imagination. Oh, that movie but quotable, is terrible. But quotable the movie is so bad. For, for, for ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, come on. It's got Billy D. Williams in it. So, I mean, how can you go wrong with. It's hard to hate that. With Billy D. <laughs> Hey, speaking of Billy D, uh, you know, we, we talked about low and brow commercials. If you ever want to have some fun, <laughs> yeah, look up old Colt 45 commercials Colt with Billy 45. D. Yeah. Colt 45. <laughs> Dude, he was smooth. Dude, he was so smooth. smooth. I, you know, I'm really hoping that Lando makes a comeback in this new trilogy. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, there's been they recast. Uh, yeah, I've I heard a bunch of news about it, and then it like kind of dropped off the map here for a few minutes. Yeah, there'll be a young Lando in the Han yeah. Solo uh, or quote unquote origin standalone um, movie, right. but in terms of like <clears throat> you know Billy D returning as Lando, uh, I know I would love it. Yeah, I mean, well, maybe they'll the do se- like a second Star. Yeah. 
you know yeah well maybe he'll do like the like the Leia thing and like at the end of the movie you know like just kind of show up yeah just kind of have his own little like they you know fast forward you know yeah I mean that would be awesome you know just Lando showing up well what have we here right yeah (laughs) that would be pretty rad you certainly belong here with us amongst the clouds I can't remember who was cast as as young Lando I don't think it was I know Donald Glover Glover, is in the movie Donald, Donald Glover is he yeah, cast he, as Lando? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it was another cat. No. All no. right. Cool, man. Yeah, it should be good, dude. Yeah, looking for, looking forward to that. But I definitely want to see... <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I definitely want to see uh, OG Lando make a return. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for you sure. Know? Yeah, dude. Redeemed himself, you know? And even... Cool. The, he really technically wasn't even really a bad guy in The Empire Strikes Back, you know? He was a businessman. It's a businessman. This deal keeps getting worse and worse. Yeah, man. <laughs> he thought he was going to, you know, make a few trades, come out on top and be comfortable. And I'm altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it further. Right. But right? that's the yeah. thing about that. Business thing negotiations about Lando. with Darth Vader. <laughs> that, yeah. And the thing about Lando is he's going to, you know, just like Han is that Lando's looking out for number one. Yeah. You know, he's looking to make the best deal for him. And if that sells out Han, then I mean, Han, how many times has Han probably sold out Lando? You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, Han, uh, you know, it's funny because, you know, we we see Han introduced in, in episode four. Right. And so we know that he's a pirate. He's a smuggler. Uh, sure, you know, man. Lando refers to him as a pirate uh, twice. Yeah. Right? He calls him, calls him that in Empire and then calls him that again in, in Jedi. Yeah. So, you know, but we don't have any of this backstory of Han Solo. We just think right. he's kind of this roguish fella yeah. with a heart of gold. Handsome, uh, handsome, handsome yeah. devil. Oh, just devilishly handsome. Young Harrison. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, you know, in, in really when you kind of, if you read between the lines of, of episode four. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he probably, uh, you know, would have sold out Luke uh and at least the droids possibly if sure. he didn't have you know the empire on on his tail yeah uh you know searching for him so yeah you know that i, I know a lot of star wars quote unquote purists good you know good thing bringing up star wars because rogue one debuts tomorrow on on blu-ray oh yeah yeah uh is that i think there's among a lot of you know quote unquote star wars purists that they don't want this standalone han solo film they think it's going to sully well, you know, Rogue One didn't. Uh, so, you know, I, I literally have no problem with a Han Solo origin, yeah. quote unquote, origin story. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, we know Chewbacca is going to be in it. We know Lando's going to be in it. He's not flying the Millennium Falcon. Who knows? Are they, are they going to show how he gets yeah. the Falcon, you know, from Lando? So it's just more cool, like, side dishes for this main you know the 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 Skywalker saga of the yeah. current, of the of the seven big films yeah. in the series. So, yeah, man, you know it's just another classic case of people just wanting to complain <laughs> because it's fun Shocker. to complain, right? Dude, that's Internet One Hundred and One, man. But I think it's cool, man. Like you have a you have this really great steak in the middle, right? The main storyline, you get this nice steak, but on the side is this potato, and you're like, oh, that's just a potato. And then you go to taste it, and it's the best damn potato you have ever put in <laughs> it's your mouth. Got and that's what's cool cheese about it. Sauce all over it, and bacon oh, yeah. crumbles, and oh, a, a hidden sour cream just in the right spot mm. and the right mix. You find out it's actually a baked sweet potato, mm. and you're <laughs> with, and brown, sh- with brown sugar. And you're just <laughs> marshmallows. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's I, done yeah. up. 
And that's what I like about it. It's like, it's great. They're still, they're side stories and, but they, they add to the narrative and they are not done, uh, cheaply. They're not like sold out. They're not, they're, they're, they're invested in man. Like it's still like a serious film, but it just adds again. It just adds to that meal, man. And I'm, it's so delicious. Right. Right. I'm, I, I'm in. I mean, you know, yeah, I'm looking I'm forward to it. Like I'm really looking <laughs> it's forward hard to, to it. say I'm not. Yeah. All right, man, dude, there has been just, let's get into this. Let's Oof. get into this. Let's get into this show here, man. So much has happened, uh, since we last, uh, joined our reasonableists. Uh, we, we came across something tonight that raised our vitriol level, but we're not going to start with that. No, gonna, yeah, let's, gonna, let's postpone that. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we want to start with some fun stuff. Uh, we had a couple of really big trailers that dropped, uh, we're recording this show. Let's let everyone know so we can get everyone in a time frame. Uh, this show is recording on, uh, April 3rd. Yep. Uh, so you may, you'll probably all get this show within a couple days of us recording. So when we say the middle of last week, we're talking the week before April 3rd, uh, two huge trailers hit. Yeah. Uh, so let's, let's just kind of take them one at a time. Let's start with, uh, the more fun of the two, at least in <laughs> my opinion, because I am a fanboy. I was going to be gracious and say, let's start with the one you don't favor. And then we can okay, end on one that. that you favor. Okay. No, let's Does do that, that then, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do that. All right. So yeah. So uh, the first trailer that we're going to talk about, I mean, obviously this is no news if you if you're in this world, but man, Spider-Man Homecoming has uh, swung in with some authority and um, it, uh, I, I mean, I really loved I really liked this trailer, um, but it's just that it's that same. You know what you're going to get. And we talked about this before. You go to Burger King because you know what you're going to get. And I think that's what we're going to see with Spider-Man. Like we know what's coming and we know it's good. We know it's delicious. We know we're going to be satisfied at the end of the film. Like it's just it's one of those movies that's going to be full of action and full of fun. And well, Michael Keaton. <laughs> well, well, we. I, I, I will disagree to a point. We haven't always gotten delicious whoppers uh, from the Spider-Man franchise. There's been a lot of cold, hard meatloaf. Uh, oh, in the Spider-Man franchise, yes. Yeah, a lot of cold, hard meatloaf. You know that meatloaf <laughs> that doesn't get all the aluminum foil wrapped around it and it sits in the back of the refrigerator? It's stuck. Yeah, and foil and, sticks and to like, it. Yeah, like two and a half weeks later, you're like, oh, meatloaf. And you, you pull that out and, and yeah, and you're like, I love a good meatloaf sandwich. I don't know about you all, but I enjoy a good meatloaf sandwich. And you get out the bread and you get out some ketchup and maybe you're going to throw on some <laughs> onion and pickles and all this fun stuff. And that meatloaf is like a brick. And so much <laughs> the for the meatloaf sandwich. I may just, I may have just made you all vomit talking about a meatloaf sandwich, but meatloaf sandwiches are very good. So it's anyway, been pretty yeah. food heavy already this morning. This, this it, evening, yeah, so. right. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, dude, you know, uh, there's a lot of things to really enjoy, uh, with the trailer. We yeah, got man. to see the, we got to see the the new suit in action, kind of like you know he presses the spider on his chest and it adheres to his body. Yeah, very cool. The drone, uh, the uh, you'll throw back to the the Ben Riley uh, Spider Man oh, uh, suit, which is very cool. Now here's here's where I struggled with with this trailer, and you know I don't want to sound again. You know I know some people are like, oh John, here you go. <laughs> it's really not who I am, guys. It's really not. Here here's my concern is that. You know, leading up to uh, Dawn of Justice, 
you know, the, the trailers got better and better and better. And then I remember the very, very last trailer. We, we essentially got like the entire movie and you're like, Oh, <laughs> well, looks like doomsday is in this one too. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah. All right. You know, I mean, it just, you know, the two and, and a half hours thing. fully yeah, condensed I mean, in two and a half yeah, minutes. The, the one thing they just forgot to add in the trailers was that, you know, quick shot of Steppenwolf and we would have seen the whole movie, uh, in, <laughs> in, in two Somebody minutes. Somebody say Martha. Yeah. <laughs> and right. then we're good to go. Two minutes and 45 seconds. Uh, I, I feel that there, there may be a little bit of a repeat with that with homecoming. We, yeah. we saw, I agree a lot of what looks to be key, key, key plot points and, and, um, but what's what I'm looking for plot points and, and, and things that are, are going to move this new incarnation of Spider-Man forward and, and Tony Stark that I, I walked away from that trailer. And again, it, it, it's not going to change my opinion. Obviously this is an opening weekend viewing to see this movie. There's no question. Oh, yeah. I, I just was like, wow, we really showed a lot. And I think the one thing that ruined it for me mm-hmm. um, was we saw in the very first trailer, the uh, ferry uh, is uh, on the on the river. Yeah. <clears throat> falling apart and Spider-Man holding it together. Right. He is. He's holding it. Did I lose you? Do I got I you? It. Yeah, I've got I've got voice. Okay. Okay, you're back. Okay, we can clean that up in post edit. Uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, so the uh, so in the, in that in that first trailer, you see Spider Man holding the fairy as it's breaking apart, and it ended on that. Yeah. Okay. And you're like, whoa, you know, kind of you know a little bit of an homage to this the train scene from Spider Man Two. Yeah, okay. for sure. <clears throat> well, in this one, you find out that no, Spider Man doesn't save the day tony saves the day and that's an early plot point it sounds like yes because so the movie set is set up apparently and i, I don't want to cut you off i don't mean to do no that. no no you're fine no go for it so yeah that's all I, that's all i had to say on that i mean okay. in, in terms of that little scene so no, go ahead no that makes sense so i mean and that's the thing the movie the, the trailer set up the movie um i would say perfectly and that can be a problem when the trailer sets up a movie perfectly, uh, because you're right, we see we see the we see the big fairy splitting apart, and we see him just the webbing all over the place, and he's got that the Jesus pose is happening, and he's trying to save the day, right? And the arms outstretched, Jesus pose, and that's typical for a lot of superhero movies. Um, there's parallels there, surprisingly. Um, so when he's trying to get that together, I was, I was shocked. I was blown away when I see Iron Man come in, uh, throw his little boosters on the side and start pulling this thing together. And then they immediately cut to the conversation, uh, between Tony and, and Peter. And it's, I'm, uh, I tell you, I, I was a little, um, I guess my balloon was deflated a little bit because I really expected that to be one of those big moments, those big, those big moments in the movies. And it sounds like we're probably going to see that in the first 10 minutes, what it seemed like. 
you know, unless there is some trailer chicanery, which can happen. Trailers aren't always shown in a chronological order. Yeah, sure. And they mix right. sounds in with other visual effects. Yeah. We saw that with Suicide Squad where they messed mm-hmm. the reveal of Joker up completely. <laughs> um, no. Oh, uh, Academy Award winning Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh, that's right. I, I, I do apologize. Academy Award winning right. Suicide Squad where they messed up yeah. the introduction of Joker. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did mess that up. Yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> hey, all these movies have their warts and we're totally mm-hmm. fine we love these movies and we, we can loathe on them at the same, in the same breath. Not a problem over here. Um, but yeah, man, I was with you. It, like when I'm, as I'm building up, as I'm excited for this and I, and I am going to, of course I'm a Tony Stark, Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. Fan over here. So I love his, I love his representation of that character inside of movies. And so to see him a little bit more, like I'm excited for that. Um, but it's, but yeah, man, like I felt like there was, I'm with you. There was a lot given away and I'm a little worried that we're going to walk into the theater going, Oh, okay. Well, I saw this in two and a half minutes, you know, three months ago. So I'm all set. <laughs> now, if, now it, if there, if there were legitimately, you know, like some, you know, quick cuts and things like that, that, that fairy scene, you know, potentially could be uh, a midway point where, uh, you know, it, it the trailers, both trailers do apparently seem to show a Spider-Man, Iron Man team up because they, you know, they're shown, you know, whipping yeah. through the city and, and swinging together. Uh, so, yeah, I, just just that alone. I was just like, mm, wow, because I mean that it, if that is how it plays out and we're willing to admit that trailers can be very deceptive, they they're they're just, you know, not always oh, yeah. telling the, the full story. That if that is the case, it, it feels like what, what could be a potentially defining moment for this new version of Spider-Man, uh, where he comes into his own as a hero. Yeah. I, I feel that, and, and I respect where you're coming from with, with Tony Stark, th- that I, I still am so Tony Stark just worn out. I am worn out on Tony. I yeah. I like i well no i'm gonna i'm lying to you all i'm sorry i i don't necessarily like tony being in this movie because the last we saw of tony i don't think in civil war i still don't think he gets it i don't think he gets it he you know cap did best him with some help from bucky of course and where where tony was ready to murder both Bucky and Steve. Steve was at that point where he could have just crushed Tony's head with his shield. Oh, sure. Yeah. But instead threw it down on the ground and, and walked away. And, you know, Tony's last words were, you know, you don't deserve it. Sure. And, and then, you know, cap still in, you know, this is where you and I disagree. Uh, Steve Rogers is the better man. Uh, will always be the better man. (laughs) Um, is that, you know, Steve still, you know, pens a very personal letter to Tony. We've all seen Civil War and yeah. while while nothing is resolved between the two, that he still wants Tony to know that when you need me, I I will be there. When yeah, you sure. need me. Yeah. And so I I where what I would like to see for homecoming is a couple of things. Is don't don't give me a rehash of yeah of iron man three with a uh, a you know um rehabilitated tony okay yeah yeah been there done that didn't work the first time probably not going to work the second time 
Right. What what exactly did Tony learn between yeah. the end of Civil War and Homecoming to where he thinks he can dictate uh, who can wear what and deserve to wear what? Now, I get, again, just simply be Tony's arrogance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tony's ego, man. Like, it's Tony, it's Tony's ego, like 100%. Like, anyway. Uh, and so I just, I'm, I'm a little Tony weary. I, I hope that he is not just an ever present uh, shadow in Homecoming. Sure. That the scenes that he in, uh, that are in, excuse me, he's pushing the narrative forward, he's pushing the plot forward. Yet when it's all said and done, this is a Spider-Man movie. This yeah. is, you know, and, and I and I'm really hoping that Marvel is not like, oh, we got this unproven kid. We've got the Spider-Man character back. What what can we do? Oh, let's get some Tony Stark in there. We got we got to have our Tony. I, I'm hoping that's not the case. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So th- th- that's really just really the only apprehension yeah. that I have uh, regarding that. Yeah. Uh, as for some of the other things we saw, uh, Michael Keaton looks fantastic. Of course. Uh, as as Vulture. <laughs> uh, some news has come out, too, that potentially Damage Control may be in this movie. If you're not familiar with Damage Control, Damage Control is a company in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. It cleans up after superhero battles. Uh, there is a high speculation that Damage Control is in this movie. Uh, That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, and Damage Control is very interesting because they bring a little comic relief, uh, not like slapstick yeah. comedy, not like stupid comedy, like powerless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they just kind of little bring a little lighthearted fare, a little levity. And then I also heard that uh, again, and this is a lot of speculation that uh, Vulture is essentially after Tony. Because uh, Tony is also now. This is total speculation. I don't know where they're getting this from the trailer. I I've, I've rewatched it several times since, and I'm like, man, I'm not seeing this theory. Okay, is that Tony has a his own company? Uh, that part of his guilt is well, every time we go to save the day, you know, or in his word, kick an ass. Sure, right. uh, they just <laughs> they end up just making a bigger mess. Yeah, of course. <laughs> then, yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that the company that he starts is the one that drives, which is essentially damage control, uh, drives vultures business out of business or something like that. That sounds hmm. kind of silly. I can definitely see Tony, uh, in Stark enterprises owning damage control. Oh, they're sure. Owned by, yeah. they're, they're owned by shield, uh, in the books <clears throat> that doesn't work in the MCU because shield isn't really well, shield's shield. been dismantled, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's kind they're of not really shield so much anymore. So uh, it definitely can see damage control being owned by Tony. It, I wouldn't be surprised if Vulture's armor isn't Hammer Tech at some point in there. Uh, yeah, I think that cool. I think that would be very cool to bring that back in. Yeah. So yeah, I think there's a lot of potential in there. But at the end of the whole thing, I want this to be a Spider-Man movie, not yeah. a Spider-Man and his in or or Iron Man and his buddy, you know, Pete. i hear you loud and clear now i will um i need to not defend myself but i do need to retort retort uh, away allow me allow me to retort allowance to retort please um with the with the ending of civil war i do not think that tony was the better man on that one just so just so you're we're clear oh no i I, no Um, I, i i i'm saying overall i think 
from it, it, from character and everything. I just think Captain America is a better character. Than oh, Tony okay. Stark is what I was referring to. I gotcha. No, I think so. I, you know, I've identified definitely and I've come around for a while. I used to just stand firm on the Tony Stark thing because it was fun. <laughs> um, but I've I definitely like recognizing the flaws in all these characters. You know, I feel like I have a fair assessment of kind of what's going on with oh, and, Tony. And, and, and you Cap, know, has, Cap has an ego too. Let, let's not dismiss that. Cap has a very stubborn. Oh, sure. Yeah. He has a very stubborn loyalty that, yeah. while very admirable, is also a, one of his biggest weaknesses. Is right. his when it comes incredible to, loyalty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to Bucky, like he loses sight of a lot. Yes. Of the overarching, like what what makes what needs to be done, what needs to be right, what needs to be good. He loses sight of that when Bucky's around and yes. when he's trying because he's trying to save Bucky. Yep, it's absolutely. a character. It's it's a character plot point, and I think just as the Bucky thing with Cap, you have Tony's mental breakdown on that side, and yeah. he's constantly trying to overcome like that side of himself. And I thought that was kind of a neat. I did like those lines that he was giving to to Pete um, in Tony's way, and he's a terrible mentor, absolutely awful oh, mentor. He's the, he's the pants. Um, <laughs> he, would, he is the worst mentor. But there's not, you know, Cap's not around um, to to help out with any of this. Yeah, stuff, yeah. Because right? you know, you, you think so. Of that, Tony's that- like left to. Tony's devices to try to figure out, yeah. okay, well, we've got this kid now. Now we have some more dangers. You know, my essentially my partner is not around anymore. Um, you know, where he saw Cap as his partner. And it and Tony being Tony ramps up the ego train, ramps up what he does best, and you know, it says, okay, well, I'm gonna do a full stop. Instead of understanding, let the kid learn, you know, full stop. If you think, you know, if the suit makes the man, then you don't deserve to wear this suit, which I loved because that's the exact those are that's just representative of what Tony is. Um, he's nothing without the suit, right? You know, like, just a man in the can. Man in the can. A man in the can. And, can. and yeah. I think it's beautiful that he even recognizes it. And I because Tony is all and I, and I hate to go on a Tony rant here, but Tony is looking for a way out of the war. Tony has been looking for a way out since um, Avengers. I got to watch Avengers. I got to watch the Ultron recently as well. Just kind of re- re- reliving some of that stuff and how passionate and how like intensely Robert Downey Jr. delivers those lines about just you know, um, Coulson was not a soldier, uh, and how you know when when they went into um. With Ultron, how he just like isn't that the point to end all this? Isn't that the point to to be done to set the shield down to set the armor down? Like that's what the whole point is for him. Mm. And so <clears throat> all of that like mess, it's just a jumble of mess. To like when it when it boils down into moments like when he's talking to Pete, he doesn't. He's not going to be the greatest in trying to decipher those moments into a reasonable shot. He's going to go, okay, cool. Well, all or nothing. Like, well, if you're going to be that way, then give me back the suit, you know? Yeah. Uh, Which is, of course, the wrong approach. But I think it's going to be a cool character plot point. It's going to move Peter forward. Obviously, the Ben Riley costume kind of comes out. I think that's going to be that he's got to wear his own clothes at this point. He doesn't have a cool suit anymore. Um, Man, I told and I remember texting you that, man, that Ben Riley callback. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I loved those books, man. I loved those books when I was reading them as a kid. And I just um, I thought the Ben Riley costume. I had uh, Ben Riley action figures as well. Uh, (laughs) And I just thought they were the coolest man that that cut off sweater. And he's got the, you know, the long sleeve underneath. It's rad. Um, But yeah, man. And of course, yeah, I'm agree with you on Michael Keaton. Anyway, off my soapbox. That was my, you know, Tony 
rant, but it's on for too long. I think. Well, it's it's a it's a valid rant. Uh, I think we're in agreement though that uh, is as much as we're looking forward to Homecoming. There, there is again. Anytime there's a new Spider-Man movie, <laughs> there is that that nervousness that that yeah. accompanies it. Uh, again, we just don't want you know Tony and his little buddy Pete uh, movie. We we want to see right. we want to see a Spider-Man who comes into his own and yeah. You know, I, before we move on to uh, you know the second trailer uh, is that I, I like what you said when when you said that Tony is you know a terrible mentor and and Cap's not around and you think how much how much more uh, effective Cap would be as a mentor just based off of. Uh, you know, Spidey and Cap's very brief interaction in Civil War. Yeah, you know, with the you know Brooklyn. I'm from Queens. Yeah, you know, two yeah. two New York boys, right? And in this admiration that that kind of comes with that culture, that New York City culture. Yeah, you know, and so yeah, you just think about you know what could have been, and, and you know who knows? I mean, that that could be something that's in the dialogue. Is that I still see Tony as as being someone who obviously has the father you know daddy issues right yeah uh steve is old enough to be his <laughs> grandfather really at this point oh yeah and and i think <laughs> in a number of ways tony views cap as a father figure and in a number of ways i think uh, a little bit yeah even though they look like they should be the same age they're they're not oh, and yeah. and cap has so much more world experience and the sacrifice right i mean that's what it always comes back to i think with cap and and tony yeah and and that's why i really love the the argument that they have Mm -hmm. in avengers right yeah it was a direct callback to first avenger when cap tells tony he said you don't have what it takes to fall on a grenade you don't know what you don't know what it means right you just get in your little suit and you fly around and then you get out of it yeah. You don't know what it means uh, to have that sacrifice. And so, yeah, man. So let's go. All right. Let's move on to the, to the second trailer, uh, which is, uh, a, oh, okay. What, before, you got wait, something else? Sorry. Just pump the brakes just for a second. The only <laughs> thing I wanted to mention was because it's just topical uh, with the Spider-Man thing. There was a comment by an executive that did say that uh, um, Spider-Man and its current incarnation will be exiting the MCU after Spider-Man 2. I don't know if you read that. Well, okay. All right. So I was well, hoping to save this for later. So let, let's dive into this now since we just figured, talked homecoming. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, here. <laughs> I think it's cute. I here's, I, here's, yeah. So I read that and I was just like, so we're looking to build a character, right? We're looking to revamp this character. Obviously Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man two really wasn't that long ago. And so we've relaunched this character very quickly into Marvel. We're going to get the Marvel fan base all behind him. We're going to make sure that he is hot riding high on that money train. And then we're just going to pluck him out of the Marvel universe and put him back into back into um, I don't even know what to call it, (laughs) but back into Sony land, I guess. And and then they're going to be able to run with this. I'm assuming that's what they're thinking. They'll just be able to 
plop him out and put him into this other run and then they have him moving forward and they have that you know we just had to get someone to to build the car we had to get someone to start the car and we had to get someone to get it up to 70 or 88 miles per hour and then and then we swap out the driver real quick uh and then we're just going to have him over here now like is that the thought well, you know, I, I, th- that has been probably one of the more frustrating pieces of, of news is, and I was hoping to save this for later, but we, we can chew on it now. I, that, that's, that's totally cool. Is I, I don't, I don't understand what the hell the problem is here. <laughs> I, I just, I don't. <laughs> I, 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 like, what the hell is going on? It, it, and so, you know, Sony announces a Black Cat, Silver Sable movies that will have nothing to do with Spider-Man. Now, for, for those of you who may not read Spider-Man comics, we don't assume, Black Cat is essentially the cat woman of the Spider-Man uh, series, but a little bit more enhanced than, than Catwoman. Silver Sable, kind of similar, both female characters. Black Cat has been a love interest of Spider-Man off and on, sort of a temptress, kind of like Selina Kyle with Batman. Though I don't ever recall Peter and Black Cat, you know, getting it on like Selena <laughs> and 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 Bruce have because Bruce is not married right. while Spider Man is. So you're, you're taking two pretty, you know, influential characters in Spider Man lore, and along with this Venom nonsense. And by the way, if Life was the prequel to Venom, the failure. That movie went over like a turd in a punch bowl. Um, <laughs> I and, lost connection with it, so and I have rightfully so. Rightfully oh man, so. did it just just hit Tanked. the ground? Yeah, like I said, dude, it's like someone put out ice Good cold, grief. you know, delicious, you know, fruit punch with Seven Up, and someone popped a squat in it, and <laughs> and you know, you went to go get a took, cup took full a- of it. And there's a floater, <laughs> like right in the middle. <laughs> a big old poopy. Right yeah. the, big old poopy right in the middle of big it. Big old floater right in the middle. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> yeah, so if, you know, Marvel wants these spinoff movies and now they're talking about, you know, bringing Spider-Man back in, I just, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this. Other than I just, again, I'm going to ask the question. I don't know what the hell is going on. I, I don't understand who is the suit. Who is the suit who doesn't like this deal? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because, okay, you know, and, I'm, I'm and if, you, dude. And if anybody, you. if anybody is, is listening to this show, which we know millions and millions do on a, on a weekly basis. That's a bit of a stretch, but um, if anyone over there is listening to this show, you are going to make so much bank in July. It's it is going to, and I'm going to call it Ryan. I'm going to say what? it. Okay, Homecoming will be the highest grossing Spider-Man movie ever. It will outdo Spider-Man Two. It will outdo Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, it will be the highest grossing. Spider-Man movie of all time. Okay. You have zero arguments from this side of the microphone. And so we know he's going to be in Infinity War. We know there'll be a follow-up to Homecoming. What is the problem with simply sharing this property 
and making money because I'm, I'm telling it, I'm calling it right now as well too. The minute you pull him out of the MCU and you put him back into your own little standalone movies, it will fail. It will fail. It, it failed with Spider-Man three. Amazing Spider-Man did. Okay. Amazing Spider-Man two was, should have been called Batman and Robin part two. Cause that's what I felt like I was watching. When I watched it, it was horrible writing, horrible puns. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It, you pull him out of the MCU and, and you put him back in your own little Spidey verse or whatever. It's going to fail. It's going to fail. And so it, seriously, if anyone in Sony listens to this, <laughs> listen to what the, the fans are saying. They love yeah. the character. Yeah. Okay. Spider-Man is to Marvel as to what Superman is to DC. I mean, it's just, you, you can't have Marvel without Spider-Man. It just doesn't make sense. And now we have it yeah. and it made sense in civil war, even though he, at least in my opinion, he was shoehorned a little like, get him in there, get him in there. Right. And, <laughs> but it still worked. It worked yeah, it was but shoehorned we, we, a little bit, but yeah, we man, wedged, it, still worked. We, it wedged hard, but it, it worked. Yeah. And so I just, I don't understand. I, I don't know who the suit is. I don't know who the bean counter is. I don't know who's got the, the pole sitting five, five feet up in the, in the keister who just doesn't like this idea of a partnership with this character, because yeah. let's be honest, you guys blew it. You blew it with five movies. You blew it. When you get into the upper echelons of the elevators, right? When you start hitting the higher number elevator on the, on the buildings, um, fan service starts to leave the thoughts and it's all about cash because that's all they look at up there in those, in those high rises. I guarantee those dudes look at pieces of paper that have just budget reports on them. Right. And they're going, Hey, like this, you know, this trailer is, is banging. This trailer is coming out with some awesome numbers, and if we can get that back over here as a sole property, then we could have those monies. And I understand, man, like, and you, you know, without going crazy here, we believe in the free market, right? We believe in capitalism here and yes, make, and reasonable make your money. We believe like, in capitalism. Yes, make we do. your money, right? Like do some great work and make your money. But here's the other side about capitalism. And I, and we're not going to talk about capitalism all night, but here's the <laughs> other side about that is that when you don't do well, when you screw up, when you mess up and you drive a business into the ground, there shouldn't be anyone there going, it's okay. Let's just let's just refund you here. There should you should lose, and they should have lost that property back when you know Spider Man three came out. The the property should have been transferred back over because that was an abomination. Uh, and it, it's, it, oh god, I'm driving myself into like a speechless yeah. rage. <laughs> yeah, because because <laughs> it's Ryan's it's going so into his shell over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's so frustrating because I'm watching this company essentially get uh, get bailed out 
uh, of screwing up this of screwing up this intellectual property over and over and over again get refueled with fresh cash flow from another company doing the work for them and then they're just going to go cool we'll pick up the pieces from we'll, we got it from here we got the cash tray from here and they're going to set it back down and I'm with you dude I'm so concerned that Spider-Man as we know it after number two bye bye like yeah, later. forget it like, cause it's going to be, it's just going to get garbage one more time because we have seen nothing but garbage when it comes to those movies. And uh, okay. So if, if we can implore any, and we, we do got to move on, we do got to move on. But it, if we can implore Disney with, with one thing. Okay. Let me, let me remind you, Disney. Okay. The, the, yeah. own, the owners of Marvel, uh, you, you, your pockets are deep. <laughs> okay. Disney's not. Did you lose me again? We're good. Okay. Disney has no lack of funds. Uh, I would say do what, do what it takes to buy this back. Just get it back. Okay. Because do, what happened? Did you lose me again? Nope. No, no, no. I'm just, okay. I have a plea. I have a plea um, bargain here and I'd like to present it. Okay. You're good. Oh, um, Sorry, but, I didn't mean to interrupt yeah, no, you yeah, completely. No, 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 I was just okay, like waiting okay. for you to be done. Oh, um, no, no, no. So, uh, with um, when it comes to for folks who may be wondering, hold on, for folks who may be wondering what the heck's going on, we just had a little technical hiccup. That's yeah, awesome. it ha- yeah, 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 the it technical happens. hiccups. Yeah, that's why you hear. Just so you know, um, like that's why you hear sometimes some random music uh, in, inserted inside of the episode is because <laughs> um, we I had to re I have to realign some of the things. John and I do this over video chat. Um, I know it's surprising we're not in the same room, right? You know, we we talk about this a lot. He's in Arizona, I'm in Texas, and so we do this over video chat. And sometimes that video chat decides to go a little squirrely on us. Yeah, or yeah, or just decides <laughs> to go to like a still frame, and we're like, "Are you there? Are you yeah, there?" Yeah, we're just Are looking at each other. Yeah. So we appreciate your patience, everybody. So we really sometimes do. you hear music just to, just so I have a moment to realign everything, and it sounds okay. But you know, anyway, um, uh, the Star Wars: The Force Awakens, um, you know, had a budget of two hundred and forty-five million. Uh, the domestic total gross was nine hundred and thirty-six million. The it made overall it, it made worldwide money. was two billion. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm asking. I'm just asking Disney to be able to kind of put that on the table. the pr- The profits of that movie. Can we just put that on the table to buy Spider-Man back? Can we just like just get him <laughs> back? Can we just spend the money and just get him back? Because that way we know it's in the right hands. Uh, for the most part. You know, we know Marvel's not perfect. We know Disney's not perfect in no, making these movies. No, we get no. it. But I tell you, when it comes to a track record and proven con- and, and proven uh, ability to write a consistent storyline, um, we see it currently in its in in its in its um in, in its fanfare on the screen with with the Avengers universe. So that's my plea: is just take <laughs> some of those little take some of that cash from that two billion dollars that you ended up making from uh star wars force awakens just, just in box just, office alone that doesn't include yeah, like that's Blu-ray, box digital yeah. doesn't include you know pay-per-view doesn't include any of that right just just put just just a little bit just a, a portion of that offer it up get the property back get fantastic four while you're at it because lord knows if we have to sit through one another one of another one of those reboot. movies i'm another reboot um, I haven't gone and seen a Fantastic Four movie in the theater. I didn't see the last two no, in the theater there's no at re- all. There's no reason to. Was there's there no two, to. or was it just the one? 
it's so messed up. I don't even know. Yeah, anymore. I don't know. Yeah, well, there I think was, it was the just two, the one. There was the two with Jessica Alba, and then the, right, right, right. Then the then the then the one with the dude then the, with the one with the punchable with Kate face. Mara and, yeah, and the dude's and got the punchable else. face from the Divergent series. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. all right. So all right. So yeah. we're Sony. We're we're done. We're done beating you up. Okay. So trailer number two, um, right. Justice League. Full trailer debut. Uh, I I gotta say I loved the build up to that trailer with the little teaser snippets. The you know like you know Wonder Woman had her own little quick thirty second Batman Aquaman Cyborg Flash. Yeah, they were all about like seven to ten seconds long. Oh yeah, like yeah. it was just these like uh, and uh, dude speed effing force can i get an amen right on speed force yeah they're just they're nailing that just with the lightning and the oh yeah it it looks (laughs) good so cool (laughs) feels very good uh you know that shot uh we're we're talking about like the little still the like in the seven to ten second uh quote unquote like trailers previews teasers teaser trailers appetizers i don't even know what you would call them <laughs> uh you know batman standing on the on the gargoyle um or was oh, it, on I think death it was itself man yeah standing on death, on death itself, itself. Yeah. and there's a that yeah. was a um callback you know this but that was a callback to a nice uh cover art that was yes. done on a batman series and he is standing atop uh of of essentially the uh a, I'm sorry, I'm losing it here. A statue of death. Yes. And he's standing on top of it. Um, you know, Batman is over there beating up death. So, uh, which is kind of cool. It's kind of got that picture on it where he's he's rising above. And I think that's honestly yeah. a little bit of foreshadowing. We knew Batman was a killer uh, in our last incarnation <laughs> of him. And I think... A little bit of a rage beast. And I, and I hope to see a, um, a little bit of a rehabilitated, uh, well, we, well, we get that with Jim Gordon, you know, when he tells me, he says, nice to see you playing well with others again, <laughs> right? Dude. And I like uh, that. Oh JK Rowling. Uh, yeah, J- just, no, no, JK no. Simmons, JK Rowling. <laughs> the, she shows the writer up. of Harry Potter. <laughs> she shows up. And the next thing you know, people got wands and everything <laughs> is just going nuts. I feel like yeah. I'm in the wrong movie. <laughs> JK, JK, JK Simmons. Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, wow. I got to say, you know, again, people be like, oh, here goes John. He's the DC guy. Uh, I will happily admit to that. This trailer I'm sorry. It it blew homecoming out of the water. It just did. And and there's there's a couple reasons why. And it's not because it's a DC movie, okay? Couple reasons. We we see right from the get-go the tone shift. We it, it's still going to be dark. DC by nature is a darker company than Marvel. Yeah, it just, it's a very it just, dark universe. It just is. So for and in in people who are in the know, okay, both in print and screen, it's just a darker universe. Now, it doesn't always have to be grimacing and growling like it was in, you know, Dawn of Justice. Um, there are plenty <laughs> of moments of levity uh, in in the multiverse there in DC, but you can already see the tone shift. There, there is some not hijinks and shenanigans happening, but right. <laughs> Jason Momoa steals the show in, in that trailer, right? Just that whole, uh, bat. I dig it, you know, and just <laughs> like surfing. I dig it. <laughs> I dig it. Surfing the Batmobile. Uh, come on. I mean, yeah. if, if that did not give you chills as a comic book fan and if, if you, Again, for those people who just seem to think Affleck hates this, go and watch that trailer 
and look at the smirk Batman gives uh, Arthur right before he jumps off the Batmobile. Not only was that a, a more of a softer playing with a team Batman, I think Affleck is having a pretty freaking fun time doing oh. this. There's just a yeah. quick smirk because he looks up at Arthur and just kind of like go get him and he just leaps right off the Batmobile and, yeah. and, and dives into those parademons. Uh, of course, Gal Gadot just continues to make me fall in love like every time I see her. <laughs> dude, Even she Joanna- has built up, dude. She is uh, muscled up for this role. Joanna has commented. Well, Joanna commented. She goes, I think we got a new member of the list. And I'm like, yeah, she's definitely cracked the top five. Uh, <laughs> and working on number one with a bullet. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, Wonder Woman, I think, is going to be the, the movie to beat this summer i really do oh yeah uh, but man. we're not talking wonder woman trailer we're talking justice league uh i definitely i i love the way cyborg has been cleaned up a little bit i knew he would be you, you look at how he looked in that comic-con which is which is almost a, was a year ago at this point yeah uh to how he looks now obviously the cgi is cleaner he looks a little bit he looks better Right. Yeah, just like we talk about. And of course, <laughs> CGI it would be. always like, gets cleaner later. Yeah, on. It always like, does it again. Minutes. Don't believe me. Reference that first Iron Man trailer. Who doggy? And then look at the final build and you're mm-hmm. like, yes, they, it was a work in progress. <laughs> it just, you know, again, this is going to be a darker movie. We're dealing with dark side apocalypse, parademons. Yeah. So it, it it's not if you're expecting, you know, banter on the scale of Avengers look elsewhere. You're, you're oh, not yeah. going to find that though. You can see the tone shift a little bit, right? Uh, you know, just everything from the line of good to see you playing well with others. So I hear you can talk to fish kind of being a smart ass, right? Uh, yeah. You know, Barry Allen, you know, what's your superpower? I'm rich, you know, right. <laughs> great line. Remind great me of your superpower line. again. Yeah. <laughs> great line. Uh, I, boy, I gotta tell you, I, this feels good. It feels yeah. good. Yeah. Again, Zach, you know, you know, I'm a fan of you, Zach Snyder. I love you, Zach Snyder. Okay. Don't pull a dawn of justice here. And then like the next trailer, we get to see dark side and we get to see apocalypse and everything else. Give me some look forward to let's savor this flavor, baby. Uh, And we know Superman is going to be in this movie. Ryan, I do not want to see Cal L in any of these trailers. I don't. It, do it not show really, me Kal-El. Yeah, man. We know he's going to be in yeah. it. There's sure. pictures of there's pictures of him on set, and and yeah. he he did it was a, about three or four months ago. He tweeted out what looks like to be the the black armor, the black right, suit. Yeah, the black suit, the rejuvenation chamber suit. So uh, I am looking forward to all of that. Do not show me Cal L. I want that moment when Cal L does appear, whether it's midpoint, endpoint. And if it's similar to the book uh, in in his quote unquote resurrection in uh, Reign of the Superman, a disoriented Kal El, what has happened? Where am I? Yeah, man. What is going on? Uh, give me something like that, and don't show it in the trailer. Just don't. We know he's there. We know. Yeah. I mean, Superman doesn't die. Okay, he just he just does. well he does, but he finds a way back. Just don't don't give us that. And and I feel that. Uh, Warner and and um, Jeff Johns and, and Zack Snyder. I really believe they learn from the mistakes of Dawn of Justice. Everyone knows yeah. how much I love the rated R cut of Dawn of Justice. I think it's infinitely better than the theatrical cut. It's still not without its issues, and and its issues, you know, 
you just kind of like, ugh, I got to suspend so much disbelief right now that mistakes, I believe, were learned. And at least from what we've seen with two trailers yeah. and what, what looks to be happening with the Wonder Woman standalone, I, I just, I feel like we're, in, we're on a good path. I feel like we're, yep. we're, we're doing some good stuff. I yeah. really do. Yeah. I'm on quite a bit there, dude. You, you take the steering wheel here. You're good. You're good. No, the tra- it was uh dude. I was super excited for it. And, um, you know, we talk, I, I'm, I'm fan and I'm just going to fanboy out over flash, uh, some more. Oh because, yeah. Dude, he looks so good, dude. Uh, good it gives grief. you chills, man. Like, just that the crackling of the speed force around him while he's running. It's just, yeah. Flash is, is one of the coolest and I've read, I haven't read a ton of cl- flash comic books, but I tell you, I've watched all of those animations um, from DC about the Flash universe, and I tell you, the Flash character um, is much is 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 a great character. He's a de- he's a deeper character than a lot of people give him credit for. Oh, he brings yeah. a lot of levity to the table, though. He brings some comic relief. Um, he's that smart ass kid that kind of just I, like gets to jab you in the jaw, you know, jab Batman in the rib a little bit. Well, no, and I told you, know, you I lighten up. I see him as the heart and soul of the Justice League. I mean, you've got the Holy Trinity, right? You have Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Sure, yeah. But Flash is that, he's that, he's he almost, a, or the conscience yeah. of the Justice League. He's like what Batman would be if Batman just didn't, you know, snap spines and crush skulls, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, he's, he's, he's not on the same level as Bruce Wayne in terms of his detective ability, but really smart guy. They work right? together constantly oh, in the comics. Always. They work together constantly. I mean, always. even in the new one with the Watchmen introduction mm-hmm. and the, and the button that's Barry and, and, and Bruce working together. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, man, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of what they, how they've written him in so far. Um, do you like the younger Barry Allen sort of yeah, the more experienced? I do too. Don't I don't mind think that it at fits. all. I think it, I think it, I think it fits I, very well. I think it, uh, I think it fits. Yeah. You said it right. It, it fits. Um, in the midst of older superheroes, we have everyone seemingly older, right? Everyone seeming, well, I say a wiser, I guess. I well, say that well, we know Diana kind of thing. Right? Yeah. We know Diana is centuries. Centuries. <laughs> yeah. Right? Seriously. Centuries. Well, she old. is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. You know, we've got a, a Kal-El and early forties, early forties. 40s Batman, right? Yeah. And obviously Kal-El, who's got, you know, knowledge of the universe that he's learned from his right. father, right? And so. in Earth years, he's around the same age as Bats. Um, so we have some, we have the older generation, you know, pushing, I'd say 45 to 50 almost with mm-hmm. those guys. Um, with with Bats, I'd, I'd say he's pushing 50. The And then you have Barry, who's younger guy and a little bit more spry, a little bit more quick witted, doesn't have the weight of the world on his shoulders completely. Um, but socially but awkward, under, but understands, you know, understands what he has and the gift that he has. I, I think it's going to be great. And the, um, anyway, yeah. So I'm excited about, I'm definitely excited about that. I had a neat little back and forth with, um, a, another podcast, uh, called in the mouth of Dorkness. They, uh, I think they run a show here in Austin, um, and they do a ton of stuff. They, you know, they're, they're into everything. Uh, but as, as we both, uh, enjoyed that, that trailer reveal, I think it was on a set. Was that a Saturday morning? Uh, yes. Was that? Yes. Um, it was a Saturday morning. And as we both, as we enjoyed that trailer reveal, uh, there was a small conversation back and forth. And I tell you that cyborg 
character um, stepping into this first incarnation of Justice League uh, is such a big step, I think. And it's a much, much bigger step than I think a lot of people are giving it credit for. And a lot of people are thinking about it. This was uh, a character that's coming out of Teen Titans, um, essentially. Uh, and with that younger, almost like a younger generation of comic book lovers and those, you know, Saturday morning cartoons, man. Like that's when a lot of this really started to get, get approached. And I think honestly, having a black character on this team is necessary. Like the, we talked a lot about diversity and we're going to talk a little bit more about it later, but we talk, we talk a lot about diversity with Marvel. We talk a lot about diversity with DC and I tell you watching uh, Marvel go through its, learning with uh you know with how many white guys we're going to see on the screen um versus having a the first you know I get hard to say first but in its current generation our first superhero uh female led and not just a female character led but also female led director uh that was involved with Wonder Woman and I think DC is starting to push that diversity chain forward and I tell you it's necessary and I don't want to get on a too big of a soapbox here. You know, my perspective is what it is. But I tell you, as a comic book lover and as a comic book fan, um, seeing Cyborg on screen, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm so excited for multiple reasons. That's one of them. But I am excited to see uh, that character come come to life. Uh, yeah, you're, you're you're hitting so many balls right now. I can't catch them all. I mean, you're. <laughs> it's. I, I agree. I, I, there's not really much I can add to that. I, I really have appreciated, uh, again, not, not candy coating the missteps, okay? But I've appreciated that while some people have said, well, man, DC just feels like they're just fast-tracking, they're fast-tracking, I really like the approach that they have taken in building the DCEU. They could have done just an exact carbon copy and introduced this version of Batman, this Wonder Woman, and then we're going to have you know, Man of Steel 2, and then we're going to have Flash, and then we're going to have the Justice League. They're just just went right out and said, yeah, Batman already exists in this world. You guys know how Bruce became Batman. Right. There you go. Okay. There you go. And when you go back and you watch Man of Steel, you see Wayne Enterprises. I mean, Zod and, and Superman crash through a Wayne Enterprises satellite. There's LexCorp stuff everywhere. So I love the fact they're just like, yeah, Batman already exists in, the, in this world. Duh. If you guys don't yep. know that already, well, Catch now up. you know. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> Catch up. Uh, you know, Wonder Woman getting her, her standalone movie. That that is huge. That is, and I don't think a lot of people are 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 really grasping on on that. And and I've heard a lot of people go, "Oh, you know, Wonder Woman, the first Avenger." Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. News yeah. news news flash fanboys. Diana was carrying a shield long before Steve Rogers ever made it to a comic book page. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, brush up on your history, dorks. Um, she she was carrying the shield long before. Steve Rogers was a thought in Jack Kirby's head. Okay. So I can see where some of those similarities could come in. It's like, well, once taking place in world war one, once taking place in world war two, uh, whatever. I mean, I didn't realize Marvel had the rights to have someone in a world war, you know, excuse us. I think we're going to see a lot more of wonder woman than what we've just seen in the trailer. We're, we're going to be introduced to someone who has lived through the centuries and it all hinges back to a comment that she made in Dawn of justice, where she says, I've, I've defeated monsters before. 
So she's no stranger to any of this stuff by the time we get to Justice League, right? Right. Uh, so I, I love the buildup with her and then just saying, hey, you know what? Rather than, you know, and we know that Aquaman's going to have a standalone after Justice League, but I think they've done the right thing with Flash and Cyborg, very similar to what they did with, uh, you know, Black Panther and, and what they did with uh, Vision is that rather than giving these two guys standalones and then they make their way to the Avengers, yeah. we're going to introduce them into an ensemble mm-hmm. uh, in Civil War and Ultron. That's the right move to make with Flash and Cyborg. I, have, I don't have any problem with a Flash standalone somewhere down the line, but this is the right way to bring him in. And when reality, he was actually brought in in Dawn of Justice. And we see that at some point, it's going to be interesting how they get there. Right. When timelines start getting all screwed up in some fashion, Barry comes to visit Bruce in a, in a dream sequence, right? That's right. So yeah. Barry, hit, Barry has learned something and is desperate to get back to Bruce uh, to, to warn him and yeah. tell him. And so <laughs> now he was way too early. He realized that he was just like, crap, I'm too early. Too early. Or, I, I, went I, too I, I went too far. Right, yeah. I went back too far. So we know that that there's a moment coming where we may see Flash come back in time again, is, and maybe even yeah. talk to Flash, maybe talk to Bruce again, maybe talk to Lois Lane. Who knows? Is, right? Is a Justice League member inadvertently responsible for, say, Lois's death, and yeah. you know Clark just loses it, right? Yeah. And I don't, and I don't have pulls, a problem. Pulls an Iron Man and just yeah, loses yeah. his loses his mind, right? Or takes a page from Injustice <laughs> and is like, okay, you guys were worried about what I could do. Here's what I can do. Maybe right. he'll finally get ice breath too. Maybe we'll finally see. Maybe. That yeah. We haven't really seen that. Have we? <laughs> we so <haven't>. yeah. <laughs> uh, so both super excited for justice league. Uh, again, Zack Snyder, I beg you as a fan of your movies. I loved what you did with Dawn of the dead remake. So good. Sucker <laughs> yeah. punch. Not so good. <laughs> but uh, uh, Watchmen, So good. Right. Dawn of justice. Yes, it was good. Man of steel was so good. Don't give me any, don't, don't spoil stuff for me, please. Just don't, <laughs> just don't, don't do it to me. All right, man. I'll just, so I'll ask him, I'll ask him to, to help me out then. <laughs> That's all <laughs> yeah, I'll ask him, Zach I know. Snyder. My friend, just Ryan, help me out. <laughs> my friend Ryan needs more convincing, Zach. <laughs> oh, don't forget 300. So good. Uh, 300 was, was. 300 was, is so was, awesome, dude. Yeah. It's so awesome. <laughs> All right, so um, en- enough of me gushing over Zack Snyder, my man crush on Zack Snyder. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I like what the guy does. So uh, again, Sucker Punch not counting because that stinks. So uh, we were talking about diversity. Um, so we came across this little piece of news here. Woof. Literally right before we took to the podcast uh, internet bandwidth airwaves. Uh, so very interesting. I'm just going to, we're, we're going to put this article in our Twitter feed and made already may already be there. It's up. It's in there right now. Perfect. Okay. So you'll find it in our Twitter feed. Uh, it's, it's from, uh, the independent, uh, to website out of the United Kingdom. Basically just reading the headline. It says this, uh, Marvel VP of sales blames diversity for falling comic book sales. And then he is quoted. People don't want any more diversity. They didn't want female characters out there. Can I just wow. follow that up with a, are you freaking kidding me right what, now? Yeah. What because a, I do not want to say that word. I do not want to 
like we keep the show in a, in a PG rating. And I That's like right. that about our show because we get a lot of people that can listen with, yes. with young ones in the car and we get to that. But when Absolutely. it comes to stuff like this, um, Ryan want, wants to like, curse. <laughs> I'm, I'm edging so close to just, just going off because I can't understand I understand what this 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 bean counter is looking at. I understand what this guy is just going to sit next to his little his paperwork, right, with all the budget sheets on it, and just go. Well, I tell you, once we launched the uh, once we launched all these female characters and this this young black woman, we uh, I tell you, we've we've lost it, and that's what it is. It's got to be it's got to be the 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 diversity that we've put out there we just got to bring it all back to the white guys and those will sell the comic books so let's let's make sure yeah. we push that now now we need to be clear as to what um this dingling is talking about here we're, we're not talking we're not talking about screen okay we're talking print this we, is all print yeah we've shifted gears we're into print because the the mcu is not losing money okay they money 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 they're making a lot of it <laughs> we're talking books now um Wow. A, a lot to unpack here. Now, it, to play devil's advocate just a little bit, and in the thing that I did with Ryan before he took the air, but let me preface this by saying right from the get-go, I do not agree with this sentiment. I don't agree with this uh, whatsoever. And we're going to get to the reason why we really believe Marvel is struggling right now. And, and it has very little to do with diversity. That being said, to play devil's advocate a little bit, okay? If I were to try to rationalize any of this, I could potentially see, potentially, that it could have been too much, too quick, too soon, okay? Again, I'm just simply playing devil's advocate here. We, we had Thor become a female character. Uh, we had Iron Man become a female character and we had Wolverine become a female character. Not that Tony Stark is now a young black girl, you know, Antonia Stark that no, 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 no. She just simply is in the armor. Okay. Uh, X 23 just took on the name Wolverine. Right. And, and the female Thor uh, was blessed by Odin to, to now be the holder of Mjolnir. She was said, you are worthy to hold Mjolnir. And isn't that Jane Foster anyway? I don't know, dude. I haven't read a Thor book since I was like 15. I think it's Jane Foster. I'll go on record as saying it's Jane Foster now. Okay. And if I'm wrong, I'll be wrong later. So was it too much too soon? Maybe. But that, that bucket doesn't carry a lot of water after, after a it, while. It carries steam, John. That bucket carries steam. <laughs> right. Right. It carries the thought of water. And I tell you, it's, it's absurd. It's absurd. It's, abs- it's just absurd uh, to watch the comic book community rally behind these changes, rally behind, uh, aside from your few dungeon dwellers that are keyboard warriors, and, and you know what I'm talking about. The and neck, you know who you are if you're listening to this The neck-bearded few that yeah. get behind their keyboards, and they, just, they, want, they, they never want anything to change other than what's in front of them right now, right? That's... The the neck bearded few, the neck bearded few, <laughs> few, right? Okay, like you've got it. that group, right? That just that that just decides that that's the case. But when you when you when you zoom out and you saw these changes hit, the Tony Stark move, the, the the Iron Man move, especially 
and the Thor move, especially. Every, we've seen X-23 for a long... We've seen her for a while. She's been around for a while. She's it's been not like, in the it's comic not like she's for a new. while. Yeah, she's, yeah, not, she's new. not new. No. And she's not. And I love the new Wolverine covers with her mm-hmm. in the classic mask. I think that is such an homage and i think i love i'm a fan dude i think it's a great run and her and old man logan together have been a part of the x-men as a part of the in the in print yes yeah in print not 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 screen talking print print. yeah in print Mm -hmm. in print and i think it's been great so when when you've got these these especially young female characters like the the iron man the new iron man she's a young female character very young girl um to, to to watch the if you zoomed out at the time I was on that rant if you're zooming out and you're watching this thing happen and you're going wow like look at these changes look at who Marvel is going to reach next look who is going to bring in new comic book fans a couple of couple of things here to think about and I know we're going to drop the bombshell of what the problem we think the problem is and yes. it's not that's no secret anyway but when you've got these characters being pushed out there and you've got the the opportunity to grab a hold of a new generation of a new demographic that you think you weren't reaching before of a new of 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 kids that are living in this 21st century that are looking to um, succeed and are looking to to have heroes um, and you have the opportunity to provide them heroes just like we were provided heroes when we were kids fictional uh, heroes you have an opportunity and I, and I think it's irresponsible to come on record and come out and say that the diversity was the problem because if diversity, dadgummit, John, all right. If diversity, you're you're getting all worked up, man. (laughs) If diversity is a problem for you, then you are in the wrong damn business of reaching kids because that is essentially what you're trying to do if you want to look at this as a numbers game then freaking fine look at it as a numbers game and realize that you've got you've got kids that will grow up right we grew up we've got another generation that's going to grow up and they're going to go out and want to watch marvel movies maybe with our new iron man Right, Iron, Iron. This this young girl that's donning this suit. Maybe we'd love to see her up front in a movie. Maybe we'd love to see Jane Foster get the Thor hammer blessed on her. And you have an opportunity to bring these people into a new generation of of potential. Like use that as your bottom line. But if you're blaming diversity on the fact that. That, that that's why you're not selling any comic books is because you've got young women, uh, a, a young black girl and you've got a woman Thor and you've got a woman leading X 23 as Wolverine. And that's what you're blaming this all on. Then sir, you need to step down. You need to put in your two weeks notice. You need to resign because you are the problem, sir, not the people wanting to read these books and definitely not the characters. You are the problem. Well, if there was uh, if there was an issue with female characters <sighs> not okay. selling, yeah, then explain to me why we don't see DC pulling the plug on Wonder Woman, Supergirl, Catwoman. Why did Birds DC- of Prey run? Birds of Prey. 
why did DC choose to have under rebirth the Green Lantern core where one of them is a female? Uh, and by the way, very cool Green Lantern. Both those members, uh, both those people are members of the new Justice League under rebirth. Very, very cool characters. One is black, one is female. Uh, if people weren't interested in female characters, then explain to me why Faith has been so popular for Valiant. Yeah. Uh, the answer is you cannot give me an answer. The, the answer is you, you, you don't have a, a foundation. Now you could say, well, wonder woman established character, Catwoman established Supergirl. Well, Supergirl has gone through about five different versions of, of Supergirl. We could, we could do an entire episode on yeah, right. versions of Supergirl, uh, in print. Some of them have been great. Some of them have been downright just awful interpretations of Supergirl. So if that really was the issue, okay, then you wouldn't see, and maybe Wonder Woman is a bad example because she is, again, I mean, it's, you can't have DC without her. It just, for there not to be a monthly Wonder Woman book doesn't make sense. So, okay, we'll, we'll throw her out of the picture. Uh, Catwoman isn't on the same level as Wonder Woman. Supergirl isn't on the same level as as Wonder Woman, but yet those are monthly books that sell. Now, do they sell as many copies as, say, Batman or Civil War II? No, they don't. Okay. No one is going to dispute that, but they sell. They sell. And if they didn't sell, then they wouldn't be on the shelf. Right. Okay. They, they wouldn't because as much as we love comics, okay, it is a business. And, and if you have a book or a title or a character that doesn't sell, they'll beat it and they'll beat on it and they'll beat on it and finally be like, okay, done. <laughs> All right. Nobody wants this, right? Put that character in the corner for a while. We'll figure out what to do with them, you know, in the next couple of years. Here's, here's another quote from this article. This, this VP of sales is David uh, Gabriel. He says, what we heard was that people didn't want any more diversity. They didn't want female characters out there. That's what we heard. Sounds like Mr. Donald Trump. Well, I hear it. That's what I'm hearing, but no facts to back it up. That's right. I went a little political deal with it. That's what we heard. Whether we believe that or not, I don't know that's really true. This is, again, a quote. This isn't me talking. This is a quote still. I don't know that that's really true, true, but that's what we saw in sales. We saw the sales of any characters that was diverse, any character that was new, or female characters, anything that was not a core Marvel character, people were turning their nose up against. Can we just say right now... Again, I'm trying to keep this PG uh, as best I can. If you listen to Saucy Riffs, I tend to let it fly. Trying hard not to do it right now. This is the worst timing to talk about this as you are still coming under fire for Iron Fist. Now, yep. that's, that's screen. That's not print. Mm -hmm. But this is bad timing. And something tells me there is someone in Disney who went, get this guy on the horn immediately. Yeah. Immediately. So, and okay. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. I'll just kind of continue with you. I'm just teaming up with you here because it was, um, 
he he had to go back and clarify and that's what the article kind of goes through and i know we're kind of picking apart this article but that's fine i don't really it's our show um <laughs> we can do whatever we darn well please <laughs> i'm doing what i want right now i'm ranting and i'm angry and i'm ranting anyway so he clarifies and he goes back and he goes well um you know after after his comments were picked up and after he got a little bit probably called out on how much of an dingus this guy is um i had to go through a few alternatives yeah Uh, (laughs) let me go through my list of d words d words d words (laughs) dingus i'll go with dingus um he clarified how squirrel girl miss marvel mighty thor spider gwen miles morales and moon girl uh, after moon knight uh continue to prove popular and won't be going anywhere anytime soon so what are you i'm banging on my desk what are you trying to say mr gabriel what are you saying because yeah. it sounds like to me, you've got the backpedal button pushed pretty hard right now. Once people figured out that you might be, and I'll say it, you might be a sexist bigot. Yeah, just it maybe. might be, right? Maybe. He just might be. We're not saying might he be. is. We're saying he might be. These comments do not help your case when people are asking, what is your intentions? All right. And so as I'm, as I'm reading this, and, and so I love how this article starts to wrap up. Right. In recent years, I'm quoting the article, recent years, Marvel has made steps to diverse the other roster of heroes, often to large critical acclaim. Bingo. Large critical acclaim. It's happened again and again and again. Every oh, time yeah. these characters were swapped out, oh, yeah. Miles Morales was an early example of yes. how of how a, a diverse character can walk through the door and be welcome. Donald Glover that people were saying, is is someone gonna make a, a Miles Morales Spider Man movie with Donald Glover? That was the hot topic news just like oh, yeah. last year, a couple years ago, 2015, 2016. Yeah. yeah. So Anyway, um, often a large critical acclaim falling sales because of this seems uh, because of this seems rather minimal instead. And John, you and I just loved here talking about this. A yeah, couple of ding, weeks ding, ago. ding, ding. Here we're getting to the core issue right here. Instead, most fans have questioned the price of comic books in recent years years so you want to talk about can i get a bell in this room somewhere ding 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 ding, ding. ring that cowbell ring that cowbell cowbell over here because that's your problem mr gabriel you think you want to blame it on something else you're looking for the fault and you can't look the you are not looking at the number the price tag on these books because that's just what they're going to be sold at. That's just my price tag. It's got to be another reason. No, you're not making it worth it to go out and pick up a new comic book when you're selling these things at four bucks an issue or $6 an issue for these new characters. And you're asking, you're asking a 12 year old kid to walk into a comic book store, get excited about one of these new characters and spend probably half of his allowance money just to read one of your dad gun or, issues or a 43 year old man like myself or, or us you know <laughs> yeah, right? like you know our, an older gen, older gen i hate to say older because it's not really older generations but older than the 12 year old child we're older, yeah, older than the 12 year old of the comic <laughs> shop, is for sure, yeah. and i tell you that makes a difference for me and my budget i'm not looking mm-hmm. to spend six bucks a week just on a or a month just on these comic books because guess what i don't want to read just one of those things if it was $6 total on a few, that would make more sense. But you're asking yeah. me for one issue to spend 4 to $6, and then I'm going to span that over just the, f- the few that we mentioned, like three, right? Six bucks an issue, three of them, that's eight, $18. That's, I tell you, that's, that's I, I, share a bank, I share a bank account with my wife. 
That's funny because I, each other I share we, a bank account with her too. That's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> she hasn't told me about that one. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering where all this money was going. <laughs> and I tell you, when we sit down and we start looking at like what we want to do with the house, we want to do with the yard, what we want to do with our life. We want to go out for an evening. We want to spend, you know, we want to go on a date. I tell you, if I if 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 we're both looking down and she's going, hey, um, real quick, um, are you saying that we can't go out to dinner because you wanted to read four comic books this week? Yeah, uh, you're yeah, right, honey. That's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. You hit and, the nail on the I head. Know, <laughs> I know that's an exaggerated example, but when you're looking at people spending their money wisely and spending on money that's worth it, I it you're not making it worth it. You're putting yeah. these characters on a pedestal and going, okay, well, if you want to read the new Iron Man, you want to read the new Thor, you want to read these new girl, these these diverse books uh, that we have, this new cast of characters, then pony up. Well, it must be the characters that's the problem. Well, and that that's where this article really leads to. And and uh, again, we have it posted on our Twitter feed. Uh, but I'm going to read this. Uh, you know, first to the last paragraph. It says, as Io9 points out, if you're not familiar with Io9, it is it's a it's a comic book site. Uh, as io9 points out the average price of a marvel comic in the united states stands around 399 to 599 over here in the uk to purchase the most recent copy of mighty thor you're looking to spend around uh two and a half pounds for and here's the kicker ryan for the 22 page comic Okay. Now you and you and I have beat on this horse a couple of times uh, sure. in terms of what Marvel charges for their books. Uh, it, this is where, and and we just we have to be so just completely transparent. This is why DC, Valiant, Image, Dark Horse, IDW, Dynamite. This is where the in all great comic book publishers with a variety of different titles. This is where they are kicking Marvel in the shorts is right. the is the price. The bang for your buck. And we're not going to rehash old old comments where you know you're you're paying you know $4 for a book and it, you're getting 22 it's a 22 page book with probably you know, maybe 15 pages of, of panels and, and the rest are, are ads. Marvel, your, your problem doesn't exist around diversity, okay? Your, your problem doesn't exist around female characters. Nope. Your problem exists because you're charging $4 and $6 for either weekly or biweekly or monthly books. That is your problem. It, if DC can't, and again, we're not trying to do a Marvel versus DC thing here, but it, you, you can't really avoid it in this type of conversation. Well, it's hard not to look just at the other side of the fence there. Right. And just go, well, okay, well, what the, are they doing the same thing? Well, if it works, if it's, if it's a constant and if that's a constant thing for you and you're saying that's the problem, then let's identify, then let's do a test case, right? It's just about finding a test case. It is. And when and you when, look across the fence at DC, you're right, dude. I know I'm totally male and biased in this thing, but if you step across the fence to DC, you're a spot on dude. We're not seeing it. No. Show us, Show us how that matters. So DC, when 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 they wrapped up New Fifty Two, 
and and ushered in rebirth didn't didn't do away with new 52 uh canon it that still exists okay but they're right. they are in full rebirth mode i love what they're doing there's some great stories happening right now in rebirth the tone has been lightened up the artwork is improving there, there's just a lot of great stuff happening in rebirth right now they made two commitments it was price and it was content they said we're going to lower the price of these books and we're going to give you more in the books. Yeah, man. But they got to have ads, okay? They got to pay for this stuff. And 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 hey, I'm okay with that. But sure. when they say we're going to drop the price and we're going to give more content and if that means the margins are going to be a little bit thinner, we believe it's worth it in the end because we're creating that customer loyalty. We're not cheapening our books, right? That'd be right. one thing if they just went 25 cents an issue, you'd be like, ooh, tw- only a quarter? I mean, <laughs> we, stock prices are going to start to slip. Yeah, a quarter. It's like, <laughs> you know, and it's like stick figures with like, you know, um, yeah. So Marvel, that that is your problem. It, it's not your diversity. And and I like the, I like how the way this does end. I mean, we know Brie Larson is coming here soon, and in, in 2019 is Captain Marvel finally a female yeah. character other than Jessica or um, Black Widow. Which That's by the way, which well, she doesn't get the screen time that Black Widow gets. No, no, I, no. I still I still would love to see a standalone Black Widow movie. I think it would work, but you know who who am I? I'm just an idiot who pays money to watch comic book movies. Uh. Marvel, it's it's your price, and and that's what we keep coming back to. It's the price and it's the content. Okay, it's not that I go, oh my gosh, Spider Gwen, give me a break. It's dude, the Spider artwork Gwen, for Spider Gwen looks awesome. Yeah, it's Spider Gwen going, dude, so cool. Looks like a great book. I think I'm gonna pick up a couple copies. Six dollars each. Woof. Yeah, right. So we don't want to keep flailing on this. Read this article for yourself, guys. Come to your own conclusions. Let us know on our Twitter page, Facebook page, email, what what you think. Yeah. I I have a feeling that uh, Mr. Daniel probably had a long conversation with a couple of Disney executives where the message was shut up. I can only imagine. Yeah, because I mean, you know, we're we're probably not going to be able to get into much Iron Fist here because uh, we we've gone long. But when you've got Iron Fist, okay. that it is, yeah, <laughs> it can wait, guys. <laughs> trust us, <laughs> it can wait. It's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no one's going to shed a tear, at least between the two of us. Uh, but you know, they're still dealing with so much backlash from that, and yeah, man. and it's not good you know, timing. And and even when you now we're going to shift a little bit of gears into screen when you've got you know the stars of your movies, and and yeah. I remember Mark Ruffalo when Ultron uh, came out, and you know Mark Ruffalo has been known as you know he's had a couple of bigger roles, but he's kind of an independent art house type actor. He doesn't really seek these big mega blockbuster roles. That's why I think he was the perfect fit for banner. Yeah. He's just, he's done a great job as banner. Oh dude. Great Ed, casting. Yeah. Ed, Edward Norton. Who? What? Edward, what? Norton? Who? Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's like later. Norton dude. was a Norton was, I mean, Norton's Norton. He was right? good. I mean, he's a good actor. It's but just Ruffalo it's knows how to, tough he, to he, buy. Well, he also <laughs> knows how to play nice with others too is Mark Ruffalo. Uh, so where Edward, <laughs> yeah. maybe not so much. Uh, that's hey Edward Norton is still a great director and great actor. American History sure, X man. still still ugh, pinnacle of. If you haven't seen American History X, oh boy, uh, what a great film! Fight Club, obviously, we love Edward Norton. We just yeah, don't yeah, like, yeah. we don't like his prickly pear attitude sometimes. So um, when I remember Ruffalo came out and said, 
you know, after Ultron, he said, you know, he's got daughters who are, you know, dude, they're like, my dad's the Hulk, right? They just right, think that's like man. the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. And they are girls who are into action figures. I remember him coming around saying, he goes, my girls don't play with Barbies. My girls play with action figures. Yeah. And right? he said, and, and he called out Marvel. And I think Hasbro is the company that makes the toys. He said, yeah. where are the girl characters for my girls to have their fights with? Yeah, man. Because when he took his daughter, I think he said it was either Target or something like that. And it's not Target's fault. They're just simply carrying what, you know, it's a vendor, man. Like, yeah, yeah, they're just a big box. Like, it's not not anything to do with with Target saying, oh, please, only the male characters over here, please. Uh, So um, when he took his daughters to go get action figures, because they were like, dude, dad's an Ultron Avengers. Yeah. They're like, where's Scarlet Witch? Where's yeah. Black Widow? Where's, yeah. right? There's plenty of Hulks. There's plenty of Caps, plenty of Tonys, yep. plenty of this, plenty of that. Marvel, you got a, you got a problem on your hands, okay? You've got a problem on your hands, both yep. on screen and print. And it's not too much diversity, okay? On screen, it's not enough. Gal Gadot is getting ready to kick your arses here in about two months <laughs> yeah. okay yeah it's gonna happen man yeah the the princess of themyscira is going to come out of the amazon and you know to quote <laughs> the town. rock whoop your candy asses okay <laughs> you don't believe me she that movie is going to make some bank ryan you and i both know that that movie oh, is going to make some we've bank. been talking about that movie ever since the ever since it was even a trailer but it was just the right? theme music out of that it's oh, just it's gonna do it you want to get pumped up in the morning dude like <sighs> just turn on some wonder woman theme music it's so good which you get Rock in dawn roll. of justice too by the way you get that riff a couple oh, times yeah, which but, is yeah really cool. they, they definitely do audio introductions for those characters yeah it's cool. so you know she's on her way and dc is ready to unleash this character for the first time on the big screen and it's yeah, gonna be man. great when my 10 yeah. year old son is like dad wonder woman's gonna be awesome and I'm like, yeah, you know it is. Marvel, you got a problem on your hands here. And and it's easily fixed. Number one, by keeping your mouth shut. Okay. Number two, lower the price of these books. Yeah. Okay. Take dude, straight up copy DC. DC didn't have a problem copying you with a lot of stuff on their movies. Take a page from them and just say, hey, you know what? Price, content. We're gonna do it. Price yeah, and man. content. We're gonna do it. Yeah. And, you know, these, these female characters, th- this isn't the seventies anymore. This isn't the sixties and the seventies where wonder woman only appealed to the girls, right? The boys wore Superman under ruse. The girls wore the wonder woman under ruse. Yeah, man. I read wonder woman monthly. It's a great book. Yeah. Okay. I, I have read Catwoman. I have read miss Marvel on, on the Marvel side. Uh, Jean Grey, one of my favorite X-Men characters. I know she's one of your favorite X-Men characters. 100%. Yeah, Rogue, Jean Grey is amazing. Rogue, one of my favorite X-Men characters. Such a complex character on print and fumbled so badly on, oh my Lord. on film. So you've got these great female characters and yeah. and bring them to the front. And I'm if the movie going public is ready for it, just look at yep. how many dude i just remember black widow's introduction in iron man 2 <laughs> and you're just First like five minutes on that screen she's got uh, old john favreau and a scissor headlock right and- she is <laughs> t- whooping and taking names and 
just you know they continue to add these great layers to her and yeah, and you get to ultron and you're just like wow what a great character jessica jones what a great character yeah that's your problem marvel it's right there in front of your face that somewhere somehow someone still thinks around there it's the like i said it's the 60s and the 70s and yeah man female characters only appeal to the girls that's not true and it's not yep. any and and for the sexists out there i'm going to call them out just like you did the the neck bearded few yeah it's okay to be a dude and think spider gwen is pretty freaking awesome and read spider gwen there's nothing it doesn't make you any less of a man to read <laughs> a female-led comic book well, it I sounds like you, this guy needs that message more than anybody yeah, else right? this guy this guy is the he is the one feeding this, these trolls he's the he the, the trolls are going to latch on to this and go see we told you and, and if that, you, you're giving the trolls a voice and if you give negativity a voice like you've got to step back and realize man like you are you are in the wrong camp if and if you can recognize the fact that it's like well you know we got some people on our sides well these people are also racist and, and misogynist but but i tell you they're, they're really backing up what we're saying and then you have a problem sir <laughs> like look look no further than valiant's faith yeah, for man. a very cool just not your typical you know uh female comic book character that is just built on nothing but sex appeal right yeah um marvel it still is sometimes unfortunately stuck in that Oh, sure. Well, how can we, how sexy can we make Psylocke look? How yeah, sexy man. can we make, you know, sure. Sue Storm look? So anyway, en enough beating up on that. Marvel, just listen to us, dudes. We got to figure it out for you. Lower the price. <laughs> lower the price. Get more content. Um, focus and, on story. And just, yeah, focus on story and just shut up. And get these comics into these kids' hands that you want to appeal to. You can't just stick something on a comic book shelf and just go, oh, it's going to sell. It's a coming to yeah, Marvel. Here comic. you go. Here you like, go, kids. Come buy do this. Do some right? marketing, man. Like, right? get this. You, it's not like you're running out of money. Yeah. You've been making your money on the film side. Like, let's, let's talk to each other. Does, I'm assuming a lot of companies do this, where you have two kind of sides, two pillars of the brand, yeah. and neither yeah. one can figure out how to, how to pick up a phone and call the other guy and go, hey, what's, so what's working over there? You know, no, right. nobody can pick up a phone and, and ask that question. And this guy needs to pick up the phone and say, hey, we've got, you have got some run. You've got some, uh, some acclaimed, critically acclaimed episodes. You've got, I think Jessica Jones, I can't remember. I think it won uh, something for its title sequence. And I can't remember exactly what the award yeah. was, but it did yeah. win an award for it the did. title sequence mm -hmm. of, of Jessica Jones. And, and uh, anyway, uh, you can't dismiss that as not being a part of the show because it is the show. Um, you've got something, you've got things that are working. Like, let's talk to each other. Let's figure it out. You've got to market this stuff to, to the people that you want to appeal to. You can't just stick it on a shelf, put six bucks on it and blame it on the price and blame it on the blame it on the content. Nope. You can't do it. You can't. You can't you do can't, it. You can't do that. You can't do All that. Right. Yeah, I'm okay. with you, man. Okay. Woo wee. Phew. All right, Phew. let's take a break. <laughs> I'm sweaty. <laughs> well, uh, I think we're probably getting to a good point. Maybe. Yeah, man. Uh, I think we're, I yeah. think we're about there. Um, so yeah, we we had uh, just kind of fill you guys in. We did we did have some some plans. We wanted to kind of talk a little bit about episodes three and four of Iron Fist. We'll put that on the back burner. We'll hit you up on the on the next week. Uh, so just giving you a fair warning. Next week we'll we'll be doing some more spoilers. Okay, so if you're sure like us, you're savoring the flavor. Before we before we punch out though, um, 
Oh, I just forgot what I was going to say. So it just, <laughs> it's just not that important. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say this about I'll it, say this it, about it Iron went Fist. A, it, it went away and as quickly as it came into my head. So. <laughs> I think I think with Iron Fist, John, and and I think it's one of those things where um, I will say this uh, as we continue to watch this show. I definitely don't want to break every... We're not going to be doing that thing where we break every episode down oh, and just start Lord, to like no. spoon feed you and oh. figure out like what this thing... We're thoughts on on every I 10 minutes. I don't have the um, mental energy for that, Ryan. No. I just don't. You know, <laughs> we may... We're, it's things that we just kind of want to talk about a little bit here and there that we find interesting, that we find that brought us out of the show. It's just kind of what we want to do. And it's not like... It, we're not going to go crazy on, these, on this stuff. Um, I will say this, though. We talked a lot about fight choreography. Um, in the last episode that we really kind of iron in our iron with episode, um, got some, got some, definitely got some head turners on that title. <laughs> and I hope, yeah. uh, by listening to the episode, you understand that we're trying to process as, as fairly as possible, that, um, it's something that, that we're passionate about. And, um, you know, we have a little fun with our titles anyway. So don't, if you're, if you're looking at the title as, as a complete synopsis of what our opinions are, then you might get the wrong idea. But, well, and if you listen <laughs> to the show, basically the iron whiff comes from the very obvious scene where, Oh yeah. Danny when he whiffs his, when he whiffs his own punch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. it was referring to. Okay. So when we, when, but I was, I, I decided to do a little research like I rarely do, right? I, you know, I like to talk a lot of stuff and then just ignore like research and just, you know, just say it as long as I say it, it's out there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, but I did a little research and I said, you know what? I'm going to go back and make sure I'm not remembering something incorrectly. Make sure that I'm not, um, fantasizing or, um, uh, what is that? What is that phrase? I'm kind of forgetting about it. Um, when you remember, when you're only remembering the positives of something, and oh, it's been a just little selective while. memory, just being selective, selective memory, memory yes. yeah, like selective memory, and and being that like Daredevil was so fresh and so new that it was the first time we've seen anything like that, and I let that overtake the 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 flaws of that show. I decided to sit down. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna watch the first episode. I'm just gonna watch the first episode and just remember a little bit more because the first episode we always in the, in what's been happening in these first episodes is they've always been pretty slow. Uh, they've not been hard hitting um, and they've been disappointing. And I think, you know, iron fist definitely falls in that category. I think Jessica Jones fell a little bit in that category. Um, not disappointing, but just underwhelming. That's a better word for it. Yeah, it is underwhelming. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's a good um, way to put it. When I watched the first episode of daredevil though, I, was blown away all over again. And within the first 15 minutes, you have your first fight scene of him at the docks and he's releasing, he found some sex slaves, I think human trafficking. Yes. And, um, he comes down with, you know, the vengeance of the night as only Batman can really bring sometimes. (laughs) But I tell you the man in the black mask, um, delivered. And I tell you the, the fight scene, the choreography was fast. It was tight. Um, the, the, you, you didn't see some stuff coming. Uh, the stuff that you did see coming, uh, was, was prepared and, and well, well done. It wasn't 500 cuts into one scene. No, it was the sound effects were spot on. The choreography was spot on. The camera Post-produ- work, the post-production was spot editor on. is exhausted at the end of the day. <laughs> I tell you that first fight scene of him taking on those three or four guys at the docks, um, punching and kicking the way he does. That's 
what I expected at the very least when I started watching Iron Fist. And if and I know we kind of lit up Iron Fist last week a little bit, and I don't want to turn you guys off on on kind of what we do. Uh, but however, when we're trying to be fair and we're trying to be reasonable about this stuff, let's go back a little bit and figure out making sure that my memory serves me correctly. And I encourage you that if you haven't already, go back and at least watch the first 20 minutes of the first Daredevil. Tell me that fight scene and then watch the first few minutes of that of Iron Fist when he's in the building fighting the security guards. And the, and the differences are just are just glaring. And this story is meant to set up. We know Iron Fist is going to be setting up the hand uh, for the defenders. Um, like we get that. Like we're all about that, but also I don't want something. I don't want a thirteen. I don't know how many episodes this 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 season is. Is it thirteen too, episodes? Too many. <laughs> I don't want a thirteen <laughs> episode show to be a setup show. Like we have setup episodes. We don't have setup seasons. We don't have setup characters. Set up a uh, set up an episode, and I think and that's where a lot of that fairness and, I, and I'm going to call it fairness, fair criticism of when we're watching these shows and we're going, man, like this feels so different. This doesn't feel the way daredevil made me feel. This doesn't way this doesn't make me feel the way some of the Jessica Jones ended up, ended up exposing ended up coming out and making us feel. I'm telling you it's, it, there's a difference and we need to be fair and we need to recognize these differences and say, Hey, like they're, they're not the same. And we can't just fanboy up. We can't just get on the bandwagon and just go, it's great, it's great, shut up, it's great, it's great, shut up, it's great. We can't do it. And I don't think we would be doing anyone um, uh, you know, that listens to our show, I don't think we would doing, be doing you guys a fair service, calling ourselves reasonable fanboys um, and just lining up, uh, lining up behind the bandwagon. Now, all that being said, of course, we have our favorite films. Of course, we have our favorite series. You know, John and I give a lot of flack to each other for liking the shows that we like, um, ignoring all the warts sometimes that we do. But I tell you, neither one of us, neither one of us, I should say, neither one of us has walked away from a uh, from a movie without noticing flaws and including our favorite ones. Uh, and I think that's something to say. And I think it's just something to keep fair on. Um, as we talk about Iron Fist, and and I know we've we've come across this way on Flash, you know the TV show on CW, um, on Arrow on the CW, on Supergirl on the CW, and we've kind of hit these shows a little harder. Um, our expectations, I guess, maybe my expectations are were way too high for some of those television shows to perform the way that they did, and I got disappointed, you know, from those television shows. But uh, I tell you, as we talk about this kind of stuff, that's what we think about. Um, and, you know, we encourage you guys to do the same. I don't know why I just went off on like, I feel like I've just been talking for 10 minutes on my own and I don't, I'm no, sorry. No, no. Hey, <laughs> uh, I, I was enjoying listening to that. There, there is, I think that, yeah, if I, if I want to add any sort of, uh, you know, extra, extra Big Mac sauce on the top of that is. I think we have we have proven ourselves uh, in the in the short amount of time that we've been doing this show that we we will call it you know as as we see it and we just got done really you know just giving a lot of love uh, to Justice League and when we go to see this movie in in November uh, of this year when it opens and if it just lays just the most foul rotten egg. You're going to hear it from us on this show. You, you will hear us say, hey, wow, 
Yeah, <laughs> for Oof. sure. Now, uh, early, I, I want to say no. I, I don't think that's going to happen. And I, and I think going into Iron Fist, maybe it was a little bit tainted based off of how we felt after Luke Cage ended. Yeah. And only having watched the first four episodes, uh, I definitely would not say that I hate this show. That's, that's a very strong word. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't, I don't hate it. I, I really want to love it, but it's giving me a lot of reasons not to love it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just starting to maybe feel that we could be seeing for the first time in the MCU, just bad casting, wrong maybe casting. So. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, Finn Jones is, I'm sure, a, a, a great guy. <laughs> I, I, I mean, maybe he is a jerk face. I don't know. He doesn't seem to be, you know, when you watch him in interviews and whatnot. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I loved his portrayal of uh, Loris Tyrell in, in Game of Thrones. Talked about that right, on our yeah. last episode. Right. Loris Tyrell uh, was not a major character in Game of Thrones, though. There, you, well, I guess maybe there could be a few people <laughs> who are like, oh my gosh, what's happening with Loris? Uh, but uh, <laughs> you, you could go several episodes and, and not catch a whiff of Loris Tyrell. All right. Then, all right. You know, and then, so, I mean, he wasn't on every episode. Uh, he was there for a lot of the key elements and plot points and was used to drive forward, you know, certain storylines. Uh, and I don't want to spoil if someone's playing catch up to Game of Thrones, which I hope you do at some point. I don't want to, <laughs> you know, I don't want to give the reasons why Finn Jones is now on Iron Fist. But if you know Game of Thrones, <laughs> I would assume that if he had a good thing, if he had a good gig currently running, he probably wouldn't jump into something else. So that's an easy assumption to make. <laughs> Just let you guys fill in the blanks there on what happened to Mr. <laughs> What happened to Sir Loris right. Tyrell, right, the, yeah. the Knight of Flowers? Uh, so, you know, it, is it just that he just isn't able to carry a series? Th that that could be. I, I will tell you that he doesn't really make Danny Rand very likable, and and yeah. I want and I want to like Danny. I I want yeah. to empathize with his. Uh, struggle to reclaim his not just his uh, business and and money. Uh, I do appreciate the fact that they're not saying, "Well, I, I got to get some money back." That's really not what what's driving him uh, right. to return. But I want to empathize with him in so many ways, and I just I I feel like it, once I. Start to kind of get there. Something happens where he like throws a temper tantrum, or he says something you know dorky, and it just like all goes right out the window. And yeah, man, yeah, I'm with you. And I'm just like, woof, man, you you almost had me. I was almost right there, and then you had him, you know, you know, poop his pants, and now I'm <laughs> now I just like now he's got poopy pants, and he's got to go clean himself up. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just where we're at with, with Iron Fist. And, you know, uh, I want to echo Ryan's point. It, it's not us just sitting here, you know, throwing rocks from the sidelines. I, I think we have made our intentions very clear. That sort yeah. of, that sort of, uh, attitude doesn't fly here in reasonable city. 
we just have to call things as we see them. And, yeah, and thank you for pointing out that even though we have our, our super favorites and uh, many of them, we disagree on, um, you know, sure. you, you think Iron Man three was, was really great. I, I don't, I thought the Wolverine was really great. You don't. Sure. And, and that's okay. That's that's the yin and the yang of this show. But to be able to say as much as I enjoyed the Wolverine, boy, there were a lot of things. I'm just like, Whew, you know, yuck. Mm-hmm. They didn't need to do that. I'm just going to blink really fast during this part so mm-hmm. I don't see it again. I'm going right? to go. I'm going to. Yeah, this, this is the part where I go get a beer uh, and I'll be right back. So that that's where hey, we're my at. My ear itches. My both of my ears itch a couple of times during Iron Man three. So I got to, you know, scratch both of them at the same time for. A yeah, few with minutes, your fingers and like, in your oh, ear. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What were they talking about? Now nah, it must not have been important. So, okay. yeah, uh, that, that's just where we're at with Iron Fist. We're we're obviously going to finish this series out, and still, sure. you know, still think that you know the defenders is is going to be fun, uh, but it it. it you know, as of right now, it's we're like, 50, 50 man. Like we've yeah. got two good shows and two not so good shows. So yeah, it's hard to it's hard to throw a call out there. Speaking of though, yeah, I don't I don't know if you're done though. I don't. I'm sorry. No, I do. I don't have anything really more okay. to add to Iron Fist. I, I don't I don't want to. I don't feel like it I mean we really piled on Marvel, you know, big time, and now we're yeah. piling on on Iron Fist. So I don't really want to end on just you know a dog pile. Yeah. No, no, no. Um. Uh, Jessica Jones is filming next oh, week. Yes. Season Thank two. You. Thank we are you. getting season two of Jessica Jones next Shoo. week. Thank which you. tells me probably that Defenders has wrapped uh, a lot of sh- it's shooting. Yeah, I think Defenders is only is only supposed to be, I think, six episodes or eight episodes. Well, cool, like man. That. That's gonna be nice and nice and tight. That'll be fun. Yeah. It really I'm, seriously that's better, man. Like give seriously. me a tight story, dude. Like yes. that's yes. N- all all awesome, no fluff, no filler, no no uh you know 45 minutes of looking oh. at backstories like we don't CSI need to see that Luke stuff. cage no more of that <laughs> and once you cut it's funny once you cut out all the repeat scenes you end up with six really nice episodes i'm sure which um, is totally okay <laughs> it, it's totally fine i i would have yeah. no problem ryan if yeah jessica jones comes back for season two and they say you know what it's only eight episodes that's cool. what game. Of, that's what Game of Thrones is doing its last two seasons. Okay, yeah. I, I'm not to just keep going back to Game of Thrones, but I think it's important to kind of compare the two. Traditionally, Game of Thrones has been anywhere between ten to twelve uh, episodes per season. They've come out and just said, "Hey, you know what? For these last two seasons, not only are they out of books because George R. R. Martin can't seem to keep up with his own property <laughs> on TV, uh, they they've run out of books, and so but that's okay. They're, they're still doing a great job." They said, you know what? These last two seasons, we want them to be extremely memorable seasons. Not to say yeah, that man. the ones that have yeah. come before have not been memorable because they have been. I'm a firm believer that show has deserved every award and accolade that has come its way. I, I genuinely believe that. It's not just fanboy talking. It has been an absolute delight, Ryan, to sure. watch that show. <laughs> I I love Game of Thrones. They said we want these last two seasons to be so memorable that we feel that if we were to go 10 and 10 or 12 and 12, man, we're just stretching things out needlessly and we don't want to love do that. It. That's so good, man. Like you understand your own show. And I think that's, that's key. That is absolute key. Which I think is something uh, that, you know, Walking Dead season finale just wrapped up, you know, uh, this past Sunday night. That's right. No, no spoilers. I don't, I don't think you've seen it. Uh, mm-hmm. I enjoyed the way that it ended. Uh, I'm, I'm in the minority on this one. I think this season has been very good. I've enjoyed uh, where it's been. I would like to see 
Jeffrey Dean Morgan stop rolling back on his heels to deliver every line is Negan. It's like, find a new body language, please. Okay. I, yeah. I get it. You're a smart ass. I get it. I'm with you. All right. But just this rolling back on the, Ooh, wee, just like, you know, like, Ooh, wee, you know, Rick, woo-wee. Like, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Negan, I gotcha. I like you. Stop it. Um, I, <laughs> your laughter tells me you're feeling the same thing. I yeah. I hear you, dude. Like, I, dude, I love me some Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, he's great. He's, like, great. he's great. I couldn't so good. I couldn't yeah, imagine they, anyone else playing Negan, but you know what I'm talking about. They need to get. They need to use a different cut. <laughs> Of, of that of that line delivery in the, in i the, feel like they're using all the yes. same cuts of the you know like, okay let's do rolling. that one more time yeah all right let's do that one more time and they use, end up using like he may be <laughs> delivering all this stuff very differently every time but they keep using the ones where he's just giving the lean back and oh boy rick oh yeah. man what we got we we got <laughs> yeah, here dude. rick oh i see we i see the way you see this <laughs> Yeah. loving it dude you're so i do right now. i do <laughs> uh in the season finale you get some wooies so yeah man uh but they they wrapped up uh and and, and i enjoyed the season finale i think i thought it was really good much better than last year's where they just the the payoff for the home run hits by negan yeah. oh you all gotta wait about seven Woo-wee! i'm gonna make you all wait <laughs> uh n- n- none of that uh None of those well, good. Mo- none of those monkey shines this time around. Though yeah. I I do feel that and you guys know how much I love The Walking Dead. Uh is both the comic and the show. I would say probably along with Star Wars I'm pretty unreasonable when it comes to The Walking Dead TV show. I forgive quite a bit on that show. Is I I'm starting to think that maybe at, at this point that they wouldn't be well served to follow a Game of Thrones and say, "Hey, you know what? We're going to go 8 episodes." Yeah. We're going to tighten things up. It's great having a lot of content. There is such a thing as too much is too much. Well, that first season was six episodes, man. Yeah, it was only six. How good did, I mean, do you remember that first season being? Because it was so fantastic, full of, it was every, every Mm -hmm. shot was another thick cut of steak, man. You had no filler. You had no bread basket. You had nothing else. You had just every shot. Because it meant, every it meant, shot it meant something. It, it has every shot something. had to make sure that was that's the funny thing about that show, right? Like you know how many chances Robert Kirkman had to make this thing happen for himself is that he approached Image twice, and Image finally bit. And he had to um, lie. He had to lie about yeah. it too. Yeah, yeah so he had it was to lie be about, about the, alien invasion. Yeah, yeah, he had to lie about the comic to get it published, and. When you think about what and he now, had and now to, he pretty much runs Image, which is pretty oh, funny. Yeah, yeah so. I know it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. You know, yeah, uh, you take the Walking Dead out of Image. It's uh, still got a lot of great books, but man, the, they take a hit on their on their monthly yeah, sales. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, they're they're pulling some higher percentages. Um, so, but when you think about that, like how many chances that he had to he had to make a good episode? It's it's it, once uh, a series becomes established you can tell that the production value loses that urgency to make every single shot, everything that you need in that episode. And I think that's what, um, I think that's what, uh, okay. yeah, I don't, I don't I know think, what just, what was that sound, dude? I don't know. Um, 
Oof, there we go. You're back. Man, right. alive. I think that's what we see as... Um, I think that's what we're seeing in common, you know, in newer television, in these newer series, as series go long, you know, in the Marvel, you know, just to kind of beat that on that again, like we're seeing these production values start to, or start not to have this sense of urgency to make every single shot, everything that it could be, every single take perfection. And I think we got that and we get that in our first series. We get that in Daredevil season one. We get that in Walking Dead season one. That's why a lot of people, a lot of times people say, well, the first season is just so good. It's because they were riding on the fact that whether or not this series was going to work. And so they made damn sure that they were going to perfect every single shot. Now that you're on season seven, now that you're on the fourth you know, character run of a, of a series, uh, you know, with, with Iron Fist, and now you're on the seventh season of Walking Dead, they no longer have that sense of urgency to make sure that everything is super tight. Everything just is exactly the way it needs to be. And I yeah. think Game yeah. of Thrones, you may be right. I haven't seen the show, but if they're keeping it at six episodes, eight episodes, they're not letting that season go on too long. You get a story Mm-hmm. that is worth watching i think that's when you start to win you get yeah. you win yeah. i i you agree know, i agree and i and, and i th- yeah. that, that's exactly what i felt after the season finale of, of walking dead last night i was just like you know i enjoyed the season there were times though where i was just kind of like oh let's get to it let's get to it let's get to it yeah um now <laughs> i i doubt amc is going to <laughs> take that financial hit but um you know, it's just something this just something worth mentioning that, you know, it it's more is not always the best. Yeah, man. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Woo wee, man. Woo woo wee. <laughs> Speaking of woo wee. We <laughs> roll back on our own heels. Rick, here. we've covered a lot. You know. <laughs> and Lucille Woo wee. She is hungry. <laughs> Now she demands. Oh my gosh. Oh, good grief. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, we ended up covering everything we wanted to cover, man. I think so. We did it. I think it we feels did good. It. We did it. <laughs> Ryan, where can these good folks reach us at? Oh man. You guys know where you can find us. We're on Twitter at RFBPC, Reasonable Fanboys Podcast, RFBPC. We're also on Facebook, Facebook.com slash reasonable fanboys. And man, if you want to if you want to write a letter, if you're just like, you know what, I just need to send these guys some good old mail, um, you can always email us, reasonablefanboys at gmail.com. Uh and uh find us obviously you know we we make this we made this request last week we're not going to beat it again we're not going to go crazy on it one more time but i tell you if you like our show if you are enjoying what you're hearing please let us know by leaving a five-star review on itunes it helps the show it helps us grow um it helps us reach the people that we would love to reach uh as we talk about this nonsense over and over and over again (laughs) because we love it and we would love to share it with other people so that's how to help and whatever service you choose to listen to us on, uh, not only do we ask for a review, we ask for you to click the subscribe button as well, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you just simply go, well, I just, you know, look for you guys on SoundCloud or Stitcher or whatever, and I find you and I just stream it. Awesome. Thank you. 
Uh, we're yeah, we're man, never going. What we're going to ask is just click that subscribe button so it automatically dumps into your feed because uh, that also helps us as well too as we look to uh, grow this little uh, endeavor that we like. And I just want to take a just a quick second and I want to say thank you guys. Uh, Ryan's going to have his work cut out for him tonight. We experienced some. I would say more than usual uh, yeah, technical man. issues. We had uh, a few pauses this evening. A few pauses. I think him and I are going to be having a discussion here in the next couple of days about some alternatives to uh, get things a little bit easier going. So I just want to say thank you guys and apologize. You're, you're probably going to hear some intermission music more than, than normal. Definitely was not our <laughs> intent. Uh, and we just appreciate your patience uh, for that uh, as we try to work out some of these little technical hiccups. It's, yeah. it's us, not you. Okay, it's us, <laughs> not you. All right, I got nothing left in the tank, man. My Empire Strikes Back mug is empty. The coffee is long gone. I don't have anything left to talk about, Ryan. I'm done. That's okay, dude. Well, this has been Reasonable Fanboys. My name is Ryan. I am John. Thank you so much for listening. 